You're listening to Radio Foul. The Foul Breakfast Show, Episode 2. Yeah, 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 I, I think I could take on Piers Morgan. Yeah. Well, let me know when Ellen's upcoming Zoom Monopoly game night is. Make sure you get the right background this time, though. No free promotional Game of Thrones landscapes. I could explain away the dragons, but not the throne made of swords. We're live? You're supposed to count me down. You did? I wasn't paying any attention. Well, good for you. I hope you're happy with yourself. I don't go around counting down your... Wakey wakey, eggs and tofu bakey. Welcome to the Foul Breakfast Show, the full English all-day breakfast that forms a healthy part of your balanced podcast diet. With a quick word from our sponsor. Join us at Podfinders, the network that works for you. For a reasonable price. Actual work is a concept, not a promise. On today's show, we have a look into paid social media gurus. We'll have some more lockdown grub you can make without leaving the house. Music from special guest Lenny Kravitz. And a look into the world of competitive pigeon fancying with author of the book Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose, Professor Jay Starling, in an exclusive interview. But now, it's time for the host of The Foul Breakfast, Foul Original. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, thank you. Well, it's the second week of The Foul Breakfast. The response has been great so far. I've been showered in praise. There have been a few of you haters out there who've decided to shower me in eggs the other day. All I can say is next time you try to throw a free breakfast my way, remember the bacon. I kid, I kid. Make it hash browns. They sting a lot less. <laughs> Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I'm sure many of you out there start your day off with a bowl of cereal, possibly decorative fruit arrangement, overnight oats, or the ever-popular Bloody Mary. The celery makes it healthy, and the tomato juice makes it breakfast. That was a bit of advice that I found on social media, which smoothly helps us concentrate on this week's first story. The recent lockdown has led many people to finding a passion they never had a chance to nourish before. For a lot of people, that is creating content, like a podcast. There are many podcast networks out there that are built on friendship, mutual respect, and a focus on quality. Then, there are some built on a pay-to-play dynamic which promises big rewards for a minimal regular outlay. In this special piece, we gain unprecedented access to one of these up-and-coming pay-to-play networks and ask, do you really have to pay someone to like you? The internet can be a lonely place. Starting on a content creation journey can be even lonelier. When I first started on my content journey, I found it hard to find people to collaborate with or even where to look. There isn't a handbook for any of this, and it's hard to know who to trust. If only there was someone who had been around for several years and knew what to do. Enter Joe Hud, who runs Podfinders, a network which helps first-time or even long-time content creators to make some waves in the podcast world. He currently has over 20,000 social media followers over Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, 
MySpace, Foursquare, and Habbo Hotel. I was very lucky to be able to follow Joe around for a few days while he launched a new initiative to help new podcasts. I've been helping podcasts for the past four years with the yearly award show which brings together the community. This year I had an idea which is revolutionary. Revolutionary indeed. He is working on setting up a network to help these new podcasts to get a foothold in what has become a massive growth industry. Organising an award show is quite costly and stressful, so I tend to take a few months off every year afterwards. Joe charges a fee to enter the award show. This has led to criticism by people who question the true intention of the awards. Now, Joe, I'm sure everyone is going to be asking about this fee you charge to enter the award show. Well, that's an admin fee. I mean, I have to pay for physical awards, the hosts, the logos the video packages, transportation, rent, studio space, shipping, tuxedos, bouncy castles, and chocolate fountain out of my own pocket. Wow, you really go out all out for this, don't you? I had no idea. I don't spare any expense. Every dollar raised is spent on the show. Excuse me, I've got to take this. Oh, no, yeah. Look, I paid you already. I paid for an hour, and I'll have the rest for all year at the end of the month. Sorry, mistress. Yes, I will think about what I've done. Uh, who, who was that? That was my, um, uh, d d German teacher. Oh, she sounds very strict. It's what I pay her for. Joe has come back to social media to try and recruit people for an upcoming network, but has come up against some trouble already. Why won't they respond to my DMs about helping me? I tagged them in a post, and they haven't liked it or retweeted it. Trends move fast in the digital realm. Being off social media for even a few days can lead to people forgetting about you. Joe believes that his follower count gives him a much larger platform, and it's his responsibility to help them, even if that's for a price. I've helped them every year and they forgot about me. I don't understand, because I do what I'm doing to help unite the community. Ah, What is it, Joe? Just lost 20 followers and two Patreons. But I thought this wasn't about money. It isn't. But if they don't pay me, how can I help them? Good point, Joe. I'd never thought of it that way. Joe has offered up slots in this year's podcast awards to try and drum up some more people to join his ever-expanding podcast network empire. He is charging a small monthly fee to join his network, and for this you get quite a few benefits. One of which is a course to help you build a brand. I looked over his page and had a few questions I had to ask him. I noticed that the podcast network page had a lot of spelling errors and grammar issues. Was this intentional on your part? Possibly a way to sell a subscription to Grammarly to your audience? Of, 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 of course it's intentional. I also extend the philosophy to my other social media feeds. If you spell words wrong and have incorrect grammar, people will remember you. 
That's all that social media and building a brand is. I, I like to automate as much as I can when it comes to the social media side of things. Can you give an example of what you mean? Of course. So my social media posts are based on an algorithm based on cats' responses to other tweets. How do you mean? I have 40 cheap old Windows phones and iPhones set up in a line with no lock on them in a room. Then I send in 40 cats. 40 cats? Yeah, 40 cats. I subscribe to the concept of infinite monkey theorem, where they say if you give a million monkeys a million typewriters, they'll end up writing Shakespeare. Yes, I've, I've, I've heard of that. Well, I thought, well, what do people on the internet like most? Cats. Can't afford a million just yet, but for now, 40 cats on 40 smartphones will have to do. I'm truly shocked at the ingenuity here. Well, that's an exclusive for you, Fair. Don't you go stealing it. <laughs> well, Joe, unfortunately, I'm allergic to cats. You poor bastard. I managed to speak to one of the podcasts that joined his network. They gave us this statement, which I will read verbatim. I am very hippie with Joe and the way he runs the network. I had 400 followers on Twitter before, and I now have 290. Joe says that this is normal, as I shed the followers who don't care about my content like toxins. Also, have you checked out his Patreon? It starts at $1, and you can support this year's awards. Joe has told me I am now finally ready to join the $5 tier, and then I get to be a part of the network. For now, though, all I have to do is make sure I remind people about his Patreon. It helps all of us in the community whiskers. I can say one thing, if you want the secret sauce to become a social media or content sensation, then you have to pay. I've put together a course based on books I found at the charity shop and a previous investment in aloe vera products. It's what I had to do, and it's what all of the successful people do. I mean, how do you think people get so many followers in the first place? People follow them because they like their content, or even possibly them? You really don't know the first thing about the internet, but I can teach you. Leroy Jenkins, am I right? Teach me, Joe. Teach me. These hard-working individuals are asking for only a small monthly fee and guarantee, guarantee subject to terms and conditions, you a massive return on your investment. You could do a lot worse than invest in this social media and content creation DLC. The thing about being a success in this game is to make sure they remember you. They don't need to respect or like you. Well, that's definitely not an issue with you, Joe. Val Original, Leicestershire. Absolutely amazing stuff there. A real humanitarian, someone we should all aspire to be more like. Joe, I wish you the best of luck for Podfinders from the bottom of my heart. We'd also like to thank Podfinders for being the sponsor for today's show. Please check out the link in the description of this podcast for more information. We'll look at reading some of yours out in the next episode.
Who else here is ready to sign up for Podfinders? Still to come. A bowl, cereal, and milk. That's all you need to make today's hashtag foul snack when we take you to the kitchen. Also, today, an absolute treat from across the pond, our special musical guest Lenny Kravitz, live from his recording shed at home. You can see him polishing his sunglasses now and doing some yoga. Real big fan, can't wait for this. Plus, of course, our special exclusive interview with pigeon fancier and aviary expert, Professor Jay Starling, as we talk about his new book, Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose. All coming up right after this word from our sponsor. Podfinders. Hey, you. Yes, you. Do you want fame, fortune, and have a good credit history? Podfinders. Join us at Podfinders, the network that works for you. Actual work is a concept, not a promise. Podfinders. I'm Joe Hud, and I run Podfinders. The network that works for you. Podfinders. I wanted to tell you today about my guaranteed... Guarantee may not be valid. Path to massive success in your chosen field of... Podcasting. Podfinders. For a very low price of only $5 a month, learn how to switch on your computer. Sign up for an email address. Perform a Google search. And more... Podfinders. But... Don't just take my word for it. Let's hear from some of our Happy Network members. Podfinders. I'm Christine, and I saw an ad for Podfinders on Facebook, and it just stuck in my brain. I signed up for the $5 a month tier and immediately saw results. I went from 20 followers on Twitter to 50 in only six months. Wow. Podfinders. I'm Jeff, and I was struggling with my podcast for some time. I heard an ad for Podfinders and signed up immediately for the $50 a month tier for one-on-one advice. I signed up three of my friends at the same level with Joe's guidance. Thanks to the help and support and personal loan, I got to pay for the course after only a 12-month, yes, 12-month intensive program. I'm proud to say I now have a sponsor for the show. The sponsor is Podfinders. Podfinders. I want to help you in the community for a nominal monthly charge to reach your true potential. Sign up now and use the code FAILBREAKFAST to get access to our special monthly Q&A sessions where we provide support with questions like Why is it taking so long to grow? Do I really need to worry about spelling and grammar when promoting? What are you doing with our money? And how cats can help in content creation automation. Podfinders. Join us at Podfinders, the network that works for you for reasonable price. Actual work is a concept, not a promise. And remember, this product is too good to be real. Definitely something that'll help some of you out there on your content journey. Special thanks to our sponsor for all their support. We are still awaiting our fax check for the advertising breaks but i'm sure he's just having some tech issues thanks joe it's really appreciated um next we take a trip to the kitchen with today's foul snack we're back in the foul breakfast kitchen again this week because what kind of breakfast doesn't have some snacks 
each week, we're going to tell you how to take what you already have at home to make a tasty lockdown snack. This week, we're starting out with another classic and something that should be easy for everyone at home to follow along. We call this hashtag foul snack. It's a cereal business. Ingredients. A cereal bowl measuring at least six and a quarter inches and holding up to 28 fluid ounces. If not, then a cup, shoe, or brimmed hat will do. A spoon, either plastic, metal, or wooden. Your favorite cereal. Recommended cereals are Corn Flakes, Rice Krispies, Muesli, or Weetabix. Milk. Any kind of milk, but semi-skimmed or low-fat milk is good. Substitute for almond milk for those who are lactose intolerant. Optional. Fruit. Either fresh or dried, like a banana. Directions. 1. Set your bowl down on a counter or table. 2. Pour in your choice of cereal up to three quarters of the way up in your cereal bowl or other kind of bowl. Three, optional, add your favorite dried or fresh fruit to the bowl now. Four, pour your favorite milk into the bowl over the cereal, making sure to not let any of the milk or cereal spill over the edge. Five, serve immediately and eat. Six, optional, Waste little time for the cereal to get less al dente, depending on your preference. 7. Optional. Heat up muesli or Weetabix in the microwave after adding the milk and before adding the fruit for a great morning winter warmer. And that's this week's hashtag foul snack. It's a cereal business. If you decide to make this, or even if you want to improve upon it, please feel free to send them over to at Radio Foul, using the hashtag FoulSnack. Nothing beats a good bowl of cereal. Now, while I dive into this, this still to come. Our musical guest, Lenny Kravitz, joins us live from his recording shed with a special musical performance, and that is up next. You're listening to The Foul Breakfast on Radio Foul. Well, I hope you've got your snack all ready and careful not to spill any in your lap. After last week's issues with Madonna, we've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and our fingers for today's musical guest, a fashion icon and trailblazer, the epitome of cool, the man who told us to let love rule. Live from his opulent recording shed, it's Lenny Kravitz, everyone. Let's try that again. The man who never needs a merkin, Lenny Kravitz. Sorry, folks, I'm being told by my producer that Lenny has had to cancel tonight's appearance due to his other job. His publicist has just given us this statement from Lenny himself, and I'm going to read it to you. I'm truly sorry that I was unable to make tonight's appearance due to my other role as emergency pilot for Virgin Atlantic. When I first signed my deal with Virgin Records in 1989, I was young and stupid. I didn't realize that part of it stated that I would have to work for a particular part of the company as well. I got my pilot's license and since 1993 with Are You Gonna Go My Way, I have been on standby for any commercial flights at LAX since then. John Travolta wasn't available tonight as he has to attend a screening of Battlefield Earth, so I had to step in. 
I'll circle back when I can speak to you again. I'm currently training for the Virgin Galactic flight crew, so next time we speak, it may be on another world. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really disappointed by this, but I guess Lenny had to get away. He had to fly away. Oh yeah. Well, moving on, we have a fascinating chat with the man behind the book, Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose, Professor Jay Starling, right after this. You're listening to The Foul Breakfast on Radio Foul. Remember, you can get interactive with The Foul Breakfast by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Foul. This week, let us see your podfinders, artwork and stories, hashtag foul snack attempts and feedback to today's episode. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? Did you know in Australia they call flip-flops a thong? Finally, it's an interview with aviary expert and author of New York Times bestseller list number one book, Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose. Please make some noise and welcome Professor Jay Starling. Please take a seat. Thank you very much for having me. First of all, before we start, what do I call you? The man in the mirror calls me a pretty boy. My students call me Professor Starling. Well, Professor Starling, it is. Indubitably. So, I want to talk to you about your new book, which hit the New York Times bestseller list at number one this week, Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose. Now, I finished this yesterday, and I was gripped the whole way through. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this book is about? Well, it's a love story between two pigeon fanciers. They send messages to each other via carrier pigeon as their romance blooms. Think you've got mail, but all with pigeons instead. It's an amazing read, and I really learned a lot about pigeon fancying. Um, can you explain this to me? We don't kink shame here on The Foul Breakfast. We love all of our audience equally, but I have to say, I was a little bit confused. Well, that's a common misconception on the term a pigeon fancying. When I was younger, people would tease me for my love for pigeons. But, but, but I ensure you, it was purely platonic. Pigeon fancying is what they call people who keep pigeons as pets. I assure you, nothing is sexual about it. When I was younger, the kids would say I had feathers in my hair or pigeon poop on my collar. That's really terrible, Professor Starling. No, no, it's quite all right. I got over it quite quickly and dedicated my life to studying birds of all kinds in a more intimate way. I worked my way to getting a doctorate in aviary science and social studies and wrote my thesis on the mating rituals of pigeons and interspecies relationships. I spent a lot of time travelling the world to places like Panama, Ecuador and the West Midland Safari Park in Kidderminster. I was documenting trysts between pigeons and other species of bird. Again, there's nothing sexual about it. I just appreciate the avian form. 
from a purely scientific point of view. I say I do admire the guinea fowl quite deeply. Your logo is a thing of beauty. Have you ever been measured up for a fursuit? No, I haven't. I'm happy to do that for, for matters of science. Maybe after the show, I await with bated breath. Okay, okay, I was going to ask about some of the symbolism and use of language throughout the book, um, especially the parallel story about two of the pigeons falling in love. I especially like that thread to the narrative story. I g g got a chance to use my years of aviary knowledge to provide some quite erotic prose. There's a lot of attention to detail on the bird lovemaking process. <laughs> I definitely learned a few things there. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on, I've heard that Hollywood might be on the horizon for this book after its worldwide success. Yes, it's an absolute joy to think that I will be getting to cast this movie from all the stars and starlets of Hollywood and pets of Hollywood. Amazing. Got a juicy part, little old foul can get his acting chops around. Well, Giga get fitted up for that fursuit. I've definitely got a scene in mind for you. Very tasteful. Very sensual. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and let the professor read an excerpt he's chosen from his book. Again, please search out Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose, but let's show him a little love. Professor Jay Starling with an excerpt from the New York Times number one bestseller, Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose. The room was filled with feathers and shame. It had been a rough week and Sandra wasn't ready to call it a night just yet. She looked out at the stars, the roof, and thought about him. She thought about Bobby. There was a time every night when her windows were open as her heart and love would find its way in. Tonight was no different. But Bobby was right on time. His eyes piercing her soul as he climbed a balcony and met her lustful gaze. She knew it was wrong, but she couldn't help herself. There were torn newspapers still strewn over the ground from last night. But she didn't care. His walk was comical to most, but she exhaled with every step he took towards her. Her eyes started to blink quickly as she felt his powerful claw on her wing. He was cleaner than most of the guys, and that's why she loved him so much. He opened his mouth as they shared an open mouth kiss and shared his breakfast with her. Meal worms for two, 
as he called it. The cage would shake and rock back and forth as their loud calls filled the night air. They felt the eyes of every other bird watching them as they intertwined into one. As the flights of passion would end, he would wrap his wing around her, keeping her safe from the world and whispering sweet nothings into her ear. Alas, Bobby, like the others, made promises his beak couldn't cash. And even though this was some of the best sex Sandra had ever had, she knew he may come now, but he wouldn't be coming back to her for the winter. really hot stuff there and I think I need a cold glass of orange juice after all that. I want to give a special thank you to Professor Jay Starling for joining us today and be sure to pick up a copy of the New York Times number one bestseller, Let Your Love for the Pigeons Loose. You're listening to The Foul Breakfast on Radio Foul. That's almost the end of our show today. While I get ready to get in touch with Lenny Kravitz for an airlift out of here, I leave you with an interesting bit of weird news in our final segment, Weirdly World News. Coming to us from Sky News in the UK comes this story. India. Officials claim Pakistan spy pigeon captured. The bird is accused of carrying a coded message after it was caught by villagers close to the Indian border with Pakistan. The article goes on to say, A pigeon, suspected of being trained to spy by Pakistan, has been captured in India along one of the world's most contested borders, Indian officials said. They said the bird was carrying a coded message and was caught by villagers in Manyari, across the border which separates India and Pakistan-controlled parts of Kashmir. Security agencies are trying to decipher the message, the officials told Indian news agency PTI. Kathua Police's senior superintendent Shailendra Mishra said the villagers gave the pigeon to police on Sunday after it flew into a woman's house from Pakistan. He said, A ring was seen attached to one of its legs with some numbers on it and a probe is on. We can't say it's used for spying. Locals, seeing a tag tied with its leg, caught the pigeon. Some called it a coded message. In Pakistan's Punjab, people tie number tags on pigeons to claim ownership. Birds have reportedly been used for espionage in the disputed region before. In 2016, police in Pathankot in India's Punjab state took in a bird that was found near the Pakistan border which had a note attached to it with an alleged threat to Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. The year before, a bird was seized a few miles from the border after being spotted carrying a stamped message on its body, according to local reports. Now, as someone who has a lot of love for the bird community out there, this is very eye-opening stuff here, and it's not too far-fetched. I mean, they did a whole Dick Dassily series based on catching pigeons. With that, 
it's the end of today's show. Thank you so much to our studio audience, today's sponsor, Dr. J Starling, and of course, all of you listening at home. Get in your foul snack attempts and anything else that you want to get into the show this week. Remember, it's Document Tuesday tomorrow, or you can join us for the Foul Breakfast every Monday on Radio Foul. Catch your pigeon, everyone. This show was recorded in front of a completely fabricated audience on a six-year-old PC. Follow us on social media at Radio Foul. The lines are open and we're awaiting your call. This has been a Radio Foul broadcast. Thanks for tuning in and getting on our wavelength.